Hey everybody, this is Doug for one more week of These Amazing Places. This is show 236 for the week of April 15th, 2013. What I'm going to cover this week on uh, the show is going to be new park offerings. I'm going to start out in Disneyland, run through some stuff uh, at Disney World, and kind of head outside of the parks with some of the new things that you'll find as uh, we head through the remainder of this year. So I will be right back. First off, we're going to start off with uh, some Disneyland information. Uh, specifically, it will be for Iron Man fans. And uh, in the Interventions Plaza there, they are going to have, beginning April 13th, Iron Man Tech presented by Stark Industries. We'll give Disneyland Park, and, uh, Park guests the chance to see Tony Stark's Hall of Armor featuring Iron Man suits Marks 1 through 7. Same suits feature in Iron Man 3, and you, will, and you will be able to even virtually suit up yourself. Through simulation technology, guests will be able to see what it's like to operate the latest pieces of the Mark 42 Iron Man armor, even getting a chance to test out its infamous repulsor blast. So, anyway, this sounds like a cool uh, experience. You know, um, let's see here. It says, Come experience Iron Man tech presented by Stark Industries. When it opens at all interventions in Disneyland Park, April 13th. So that is open by the time the show has released. So if you're uh, heading to Disneyland, if you're uh, somebody who regularly frequents Disneyland, go over and check that out. As an aside note, I'm going to throw in some information here, probably that everybody else has, uh, that everybody else already knows, but um, happened to be watching Captain America again the other day and noticed that the guy who headed up the experiment that turned Captain America into Captain America. His name was Howard Stark, so I guess that's a way of tie tying Tony and uh, Tony Stark and Captain America together. Anyway, so I know a lot of people are probably saying, wow, yeah, we've known that for a long time, but um, it's probably one reason why my uh, repeatability on movies is so high, so I'm always picking up something new. To talk a little bit more about the uh, situation here that and why you're seeing some Iron Man things. Uh, in case anybody isn't aware, uh, the reason why you're seeing Iron Man things beginning to spin out, I believe in California and not in Florida, is because uh, last that I had heard, there was a uh, contract um, clause that said that uh, right now no Marvel things could be sold east of the Mississippi, which basically means Disney World, Walt Disney World. Um, that's the reason why you're not really seeing anything out there. And even though you've seen the Marvel and the Avengers rail, uh, the monorail wrapped in uh, the Avengers uh, skin, uh, that monorail was not allowed to travel through the Epcot Park or through any of the parks. So it could travel on the uh, outer loop that basically picks up passengers and brings them to the transportation and ticket center, but uh, you will not see it uh, heading through the resorts. The, the reason why, in case, and I understand, you know, a lot of listeners may not follow all this, and, and that's, that makes sense. The, if you go into Universal Studios into the Islands of Adventure, you're going to see Marvel Land over there. 
which means that Marvel has a contract with Universal, and that out that that contract is still outstanding, even though Disney at this point owns the uh, merchandise side and the film side and the production side of Marvel. Um, so what that means is that uh, for Disney to be able to sign that contract, they were not able to, uh, they had to sign the agreement that said they would not um, put, and they could not put anything that had to do with Marvel in their parks in Florida. Okay, I've said all that to say this. Um, I'm hoping that what you're going to see is uh, an Iron Man attraction at some point that will open up in uh, interventions probably or in Tomorrowland in California. The reason why, of course, I've already said that'll happen, I hope that'll happen, is because of the, uh, hopefully, the, the clause in the contract with Marvel does not extend to, um, to California. We're going to find that out soon enough, but in case anybody ever wonders, so that's a question that comes up, that's the reason why I've never heard whether that contract ends at some point or what the situation is there. Uh, I think through time we're going to be able to, f we're, we're going to, be able to figure out what, uh, what the situation is. And hopefully at some point that contract situation will run out with Universal. I guess I would think that Universal would want it to end maybe at some point because merchandise-wise and everything, they're not really making um, money off the merchandise that they're selling in their own park that has to do with Marvel. They're, they're actually um, they're playing the toot and the horn for Disney by doing that. And so I really would have to believe at some point that they're going to get rid of, they're going to get out of the Marvel business and turn it over to uh, Walt Disney themselves so let's keep our finger, fingers crossed it'd be nice to see um and adam had brought this up to me before it'd be nice to see an iron man attraction in the uh in tomorrowland i just think it would fit so well in there there's so many things that they could do so it'd be awesome attraction to just see so let's keep our fingers crossed everybody all right that's what i have for for uh iron man and all that for now moving on to walt disney world now uh let's see here we're looking to uh, play some. I'm going to play some audio here, actually, for a sneak peek at the Pirates of the Caribbean Treasures of the Seven Seas at the Magic Kingdom Park. Hello, I'm Jonathan Ackley. I'm with Walt Disney Imagineering, and today we're here to talk about a pirate's adventure, Treasures of the Seven Seas. In this attraction, you get to play the role of a pirate and save Adventureland. Now, of course, there's danger along the way. There's a panther spirit, and you call force its tremendous mystic power. There's five different pirate raids. Each one has its own separate map. You'll get your magic talisman and one of those maps, and you'll go off and find the treasure in Adventureland. My favorite installation is our shoe chest, where you get to fire the cannon, blast open this locked treasure chest, and reveal the treasure inside. It's really cool. If you recall, Jack has a magical compass that leads you to the thing that you want most. So you actually find Jack's compass and it tells you where to go next in your adventure. Well done, my lovelies. Let's see where the compass points. And that might lead you to a rather salty old pirate parrot. Ah, don't shoot, don't shoot. I'm just the messenger. One of the spots you get to go to is you'll tap the mark of a sand dollar and the oyster will open and reveal a magical pearl that hides inside. This is a great attraction that's fun for all ages. We really love telling stories and we really love creating new immersive environments. And we sure hope that when the guests come 
and experience a Pirates Adventure Treasures of the Seventh Sea, that they will enjoy it as much as we've enjoyed creating it for them. Uh, this is information that came up on the blog and uh, what this is about it's really going to be a lot like the uh, sorcerers of the magic kingdom and so this is going to be just another kind of role-playing game probably with rfid cards the whole deal but uh, it's just going to i think take place in adventure land around the pirates of the caribbean area um if you do watch the video it's up on the blog you can probably also catch it on youtube uh, you can see a lot of kind of what this is going to be about uh, this will help probably uh, split up the audience maybe if people that first of all weren't interested in playing um, Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom for whatever reason um, and might be more interested in this side of things. It also is going to take some of the pressure off of the Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom attractions and maybe uh, pull some over into Adventureland and help to kind of uh, remove some of those long lines and stuff that have come up from uh, so many people playing Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom. Alright, let's move on to Epcot. Uh, Fountain View Ice Cream is closing early April, so it's probably closed by now for the Starbucks conversion. Everybody heard about this some time ago before the first of the year. Uh, looks like it's getting ready to kick off. Uh, it says here, Epcot's Fountain View Ice Cream is set to close April 8th, which means it is closed now to begin the conversion into the second in-park Starbucks location at Walt Disney World. That first one would be the uh, Main Street Bakery in the Magic Kingdom. So. Uh, new Starbucks in Fountain View location is expected to reopen in early August 2013. Magic Kingdom's Main Street Bakery, as I just said, is currently closed and will open with the first Starbucks location in early summer. So everybody out there who, if, uh, who needs their Starbucks fix, who is rejoicing and celebrating in the fact that Nescafe coffee is no more in the parks, you can rejoice a little more, but not until August. So anyway... Um, I guess who needs the hot coffee during the hot summer months of uh, June, July, and August in sep and September in Florida. Uh, I guess so. After August, you'll be able to get your iced coffee and drink that and cool down. Anyway, okay. Now we're going to move on to Morocco. Um, anyway, uh, look for a new waterfront eatery by the end of this year at the Morocco Pavilion and World Showcase at Epcot. It's going to be called Spice Road Table. It'll feature various small plates and refreshments inspired by the cuisine of the Mediterranean. If you haven't been to uh, Tangerine Cafe in uh, Morocco, why well, you're really missing out on something. I think that um, with this kind of uh, having smaller plate items really is kind of reminding me more of what they'd be doing at uh, food and wine probably a little bit larger sizes and 
of course a little bit more money but uh, I think this ties in too to the Iron Man thing we started out with as the uh, shawarma good place to kind of hang out and have uh, small amounts of uh, things to eat definitely 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 this thing is going to be open let's see here oh, it's gonna have indoors and outdoor seating so definitely be a popular place for eliminations it's supposed to be open by the uh, end of uh, this year 2013 so anyway definitely go check that out um, also says stay tuned for other enhancements to the pavilion and uh, that's in Morocco uh, and more news on spice or table as menus are finalized so definitely keep an eye out for that stuff and uh, it's gonna be good eating Next, we're moving on to Hollywood Studios. Uh, this has been going on now for a little bit. It's called The Taste of Hollywood To Go. Remind me a lot of the picnic in the park that they did, uh, and uh, we, uh, my son and I actually participated in a few years ago at uh, Animal Kingdom. Uh, what it is, is you're basically gonna get boxed up uh, meals, and uh, you can take those meals, eat wherever you want within the park. And within this one, though, uh, I guess you can also buy the Fantasmic package. It's going to be, let's see, price-wise, uh, $15.99 for box meal, including reserved seating at Fantasyland. I'm sorry, Fantasmic. And uh, offers five different menu options. Let's see, a kid, there's also a kids option for uh, $5.49, which is either a turkey, American cheese wrap, or apples. And carrots with uh, ranch dip. Let's see here. Uh, strawberry yogurt and a seven-layer cookie bar or strawberry yogurt, apple wedges, carrot sticks, goldfish crackers, and organic apple and cinnamon oatmeal bar. That's for the kids. Uh, let's see here. It says you can make reservations up to 24 hours ahead by calling 407-WDW-DINE. Mm, let's see. Pickup is then at Men and Bill's Dockside Diner near the American Idol Experience from 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. Taste of Hollywood is also on Disney's dining plan at one quick service entitlement. That's actually a pretty good deal, guys. Uh, I do remember, just to throw in, when my son and I did the picnic in the park in Animal Kingdom, the meal was delicious, and it was a lot of food for the amount of money that we paid. So I would definitely say go check that out. Sounds like a great way to get into the uh, reserve fantastic uh, seating and not spend as much money. And go hang out. You know, I'm thinking of a great place that you could eat. <laughs> It was actually some place that I found. I may even see if I can dig up the audio. I did a little bit of audio on it. But it was a shady area that I found over in kind of the alleyway by uh, the Muppet Visions 3D attraction. I remember sitting on a bench there and just kind of enjoying the shade and the breeze that blew through that area. So you might go and check that out. Uh, anyway, uh, let me go through what's on the menu for the adults. Golden fried chicken with roasted garlic mashed potatoes, sweet corn and carrots, and warm apple crisp. Or veggie sandwich with avocado, orange, and tomato salad, tabula, and chocolate cake. California and tuna sushi roll with avocado, orange, and tomato salad, ginger, marinated tomatoes, and cucumbers. Cucumbers with a spicy pecan chocolate cluster. Shrimp salad with avocado, orange, and tomato salad. Ginger marinated tomatoes and cucumbers and mandarin orange cheesecake. That one sounds like it'd go 
well for Adam. Uh, cold cut, roast beef with creamy horseradish, potato salad, grilled asparagus, and chocolate cake. Really good, really, I think, in my opinion anyway, some really good offerings there. And for $15.99, and I guarantee you the food is going to be a lot. Uh, you really can't beat it. So um, definitely go and uh, go and check that out. big deal actually starting on the day the show releases it says uh, you're planning on attending the 15th anniversary of animal kingdoms uh, animal kingdom this earth day april 22nd after attending the anniversaries of magic kingdom and epcot in 2011 2012 respectively yeah you should definitely go check this out um here are a few t- details what's planned for animal kingdoms anniversary special opening ceremony Meet at the Tree of Life at 8.40 a.m. to hear from Josh DeMauro, De- De- Amaro, uh, Vice President of Disney's Animal Kingdom, Dr. Jackie Ogden, Vice President of Animals, Science and Environment, and Joe Rohde. Cool. Senior Vice President of Walt Disney Imagineering Creative. And cre- Imagineering Creative. Make sure you arrive early for this. Uh, let's see here. Earth Day, and it's got Earth Day festivities that are going to be going on also from 9 to 5. Uh, artists and other vendors will be present. Their work uh, will be, in, uh, let's see, they will be present with their work in Africa and on Discovery Island with their work available for purchase. Opportunity to purchase special 15th anniversary merchandise available in limited quantities. Special food and beverage. Uh, we'll have more details on the party. For the planet, fun, food, and beverage, and merchandise closer to the event date. So keep an eye out for that. Uh, just keep an eye out. If you haven't already, start following the blog, guys. And uh, it's great. Yeah, you'll always pick up on these little things. And, of course, I'll be. I'll, I'll try to get on here whenever I can and remind you that these things are coming about. So uh, definitely go check that out. Uh, check it out in the mornings if you can. Uh, Animal Kingdom gets pretty hot later in the day, especially during the summer. So... Anyway, but Animal Kingdom is a immersive experience. Uh, definitely want to go see. We're going to move outside of the parks. We're going to downtown Disney, or what will soon be called Disney Springs. So what they've launched out here in downtown Disney is the Cone Witches. And in case you haven't heard of Cone Witches, they've actually been introduced um, at Cars Land and DCA or Disney California Adventure. Uh, what they are is sandwiches that come in a cone, um, and also drinks that come in a cone. I'll get onto those two where else those are going to be offered other than uh, downtown Disney. Anyway, the, so I'm just going to read here from what the blog put. The extremely popular cone witches from Cars Land at Disney's California Adventure are now available at Walt Disney World Marketplace Snacks near World of Disney at downtown Disney's Marketplace. Now offers two cone witches, a chili con queso, which is what everybody has talked about that I've heard, 
with beef and red kidney beans, chili and cheese, and meatball. Cone with turkey meatballs and marinara. Sauce with provolone, cheese, both served with a savory cone. Take a look at the photo below. Okay, that's of course in the blog, so. Uh, let's see here. Cone drinks, of course, now are being served also near Test Track. Yeah, so go check those out. Technically what they are is a drink that uh, is served in a, looks like a road cone, the orange road cone that you see all over the place. Next, uh, coming up, uh, let's see here. And some more uh, news that's coming into the parks and outside of the parks is build your own droid factory expansion. So if you've ever done that, gone into um, uh, the droid area in, uh, let me think here, what's it called? Um, Tatooine Traders. They, of course, have a droid area in there to where you can build a lot of different things. If you've ever tried to go in there, uh, it's really rough to get in and out of there, especially when the ride releases because everybody comes right through that gift shop. So they're actually expanding that area, not only there, but also in uh, California. I'll tell you where that's at. So it says here, uh, Droid Factory Build Station opened at once upon a time in downtown Disney Marketplace. So where you're getting your cone, which go over and check that out. Your kids will love it earlier this month. Uh, let's see here. For California, the new build station can be found in the Star Trader in Tomorrowland at Disneyland Park beginning April 13th. So that's already open. So um, that's, uh, you know, this is kind of a, um, a good sign, it sounds like, that they're already starting to spend some of the merchandise side a little, out, uh, a little more out there for the Star Wars stuff. Uh, I'm sure this is going to become a lot more as we get closer to movie release. And so, um, hopefully, we're not just going to get merchandise spung out to us, but we're also going to hear some information on possibly coming up with uh, uh, maybe possible, possibly some more attractions, maybe even a land. So let's see, uh, let's see what they can do. I know they got their hands hands full right now with um, just finishing up Fantasyland, and uh, and also now having uh, Pandora Land or Avatar Land, whatever it's going to be called there on the slate. Anyway, okay, uh, let's see here. That's what I have for now, everybody, and I'll be right back. All right, everybody, that's all I've got for you this week. Next week, we'll be back with uh, another show. That show, I believe, is going to be on getting more Disney for less money. So until then, thanks for listening, and we'll catch up with you again next week. This podcast has been brought to you by theseamazingplaces.com. All rights reserved. This podcast may not be rebroadcast, edited, tweaked, stolen, pitch shifted, published, rewritten, redistributed, or otherwise changed for any reason without prior consent from theseamazingplaces.com. Unless, of course, you don't have an iPod to take with you and you need to burn a CD. After all, These Amazing Places is a 100% nonprofit podcast for anyone who wants to listen. Copyright 2008, 2009, and beyond.